Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I tell you what, guys, we've got a really cool conversation today. Dog clubs in our world are the source of much joy and much pain, I would think is a safe way to say that. And so today, I'm bringing you two really smart people from a company called Dialogues who have created and are building a service called Clubistry. Jen Johnson is a dog person who happens to also be a developer and a smart technology person, like way smarter than most of us here in dogs. And Brent Whitehoff is the team lead at this company working with this organization. We're going to talk about things that clubs are really good at and things that clubs maybe need a hand with and kind of the idea behind what these guys are developing. So I'm really excited. This is a very sort of cutting edge, you know, we talk about pure dog talk is 20th century knowledge in a 21st century format. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about here. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. This year, give your buyers the gift of peace of mind with a special go-home day offer from Trupanion. This offer provides puppies with immediate coverage so they're protected should they get into mischief in their new homes. Trupanion covers pets against unexpected accidents and illnesses with no payout limits, helping ease the financial burden when a pet gets sick or injured. Even better, Trupanion is able to pay the veterinarian directly at the time of checkout, which means less out-of-pocket for your buyers. You can get this special offer for your buyers as part of the Breeder Support Program. It's completely free to join and available for breeders in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Getting started is quick and easy. Just follow the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com to get started. Welcome, you guys. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks. Thank you. Excellent. Jen, let's start with you, if we could, please, because you are the dog club mastermind behind this, and you have a fascinating, we call it the 411, a fascinating background, and I would love to share that with people talking a little bit about your background in the online space and your background in dogs and how they have kind of intermeshed over the last few years. Okay. I've got about almost 30 years of experience working with online communities, most of which were dog communities. And that started off back in the old bulletin board days, way back when, way, way, way back when. It's okay. And we were all there. A lot of our listeners, <laughs> listeners, I know most of you were on those boards. So I'm saying. <laughs> mumble, mumble years ago. Yeah. And moved on as I became more active in dogs and had my own dogs and started. And you have with, Irish wolfhounds. I do. I have Irish wolfhounds and started off with a couple of mixed breeds before I had the Irish wolfhounds. So I've been a member of obedience clubs and regional clubs and our national club and currently serve on the board of directors for the IWCA. I've served on the board for a regional club in Texas before that and handle like the Facebook group and our other online spaces. 
as well as serve on the board of directors and then built the website for IWCA. Nice. And other clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit because this is the acorn, right? The nugget behind this concept that we're talking about today. Some of the pros and cons of dog clubs as we know them. <laughs> well, we've seen this in many clubs. I've seen this in many clubs. One of the core problems that we're having these days is sort of a decrease in numbers of members of some clubs, especially the parent clubs, I believe. Yes. I think more people are more willing to join their regional club or their local club. It's easy to say, I'm going to join an obedience club because I'm involved with obedience and then I can have a place to train and people to train with. There's fewer draws for a national club because they're not putting on the local picnic mm-hmm. or, you know, doing the festivals or whatever. And so membership has dropped a little bit. Younger generations are not as keen to join clubs. They don't always really know that there are parent clubs or that there might be a value to, or something that they can gain from joining their national parent club. And part of fighting that is to have an online presence and online applications. We see a lot of people who don't want to download a PDF. What are you talking about a stamp? I don't own a stamp. I don't want to own a stamp. (laughs) What is an envelope? Are you serious right now? (laughs) Yes. And even I have the problem. If I have to mail something, I have to go find a stamp. I have to find an envelope. I don't know where they are. I don't use them very often anymore on purpose. Moving applications to an online form helps increase the number of applicants you get because you can fill it out all in one step and submit it and it's done as opposed to, yes, that looks like something I want to do, but I've had to download this and now I have to cook dinner. So I'm just going to set this aside and then they never get back to doing the thing. Hmm. Facebook presence or other online platforms becomes more important these days because this is where people go to find out about information. And there's a lot of bad information on social media. So it's really important for clubs to have an official presence on social media. So they have a voice. They have an official representation and an official voice. You can't really ever stop the bad voices But if you're not one of the voices, then all they hear is the bad stuff. Right. And Jennifer, talk a little bit. I mean, this is, I see it in all the clubs, all breed clubs, national parent clubs, all the clubs, finding a human to do some of this work can be a challenge. (laughs) You need somebody who actually knows how to do the things, like how to set up a Facebook page or a Facebook group. What are the differences between the two? Why do you want both or one or the other? How you use them? Who you let be part of the participation? Do you just let anybody in or is it just for club members? Who makes the posts? Who speaks for the club? What is that message when you speak for the club? And is it unified? Do you have everybody who is speaking for the club speaking with the same message or not? Or are they contradicting each other even when it comes to official club stuff? And do you look like you're just a bunch of people fighting on the group or is it a laughing, but this is real, man. (laughs) And then even with the website, anybody can spin up a WordPress website and you buy a template and then you start dropping your own content into it and it breaks. The design breaks. It looks bad. It doesn't look good on mobile. The person who had the login information leaves the club or your volunteer moves on to other things, or you've hired somebody off of 
Craigslist or Facebook marketplace to do the work for you. And now they've gone on to college or a girlfriend or a different life and are no longer available. Domain names, you register your domain name. Somebody in your club registers your domain name. And then it was 30 years ago and nobody knows who it was that did it. Like, trust me, I know these things. I have seen clubs lose their domain entirely because they don't know who has the login information for it. And then it gets purchased by somebody else to be held for ransom for a large amount of money. The same with the websites. Somebody built it. Nobody knows who or nobody has the login information anymore volunteers die or move on to other things. Or board members. Yeah, or, or get, get mad. Yeah. Board members can win the lottery and go off to live in the Caribbean and don't want anything <laughs> that never happens. To do with the club. Ah, it's nicer than hit by a bus. <sighs> all these things happen. We've heard all these stories. We've got our roster in an Excel sheet. And you have one person who's in charge of the roster, but they have another person that's helping them with it. Now you have two copies of the roster. You don't know for sure what information, once they diverge. And they always diverge. They always diverge. Somebody- (laughs) Guaranteed. Yeah. Somebody is no longer the chair for the membership committee. And you don't know- If you've gotten all the information from them, do you have the most current roster or not? Is there another version floating around with somebody's updated address? Is it being marked correctly when members die? And, you know, you need to take them off the roster. And people get mad because their newsletter didn't show up. I did a lot of work with the newsletter in my club. Everybody's mad. Where's my newsletter? Well, okay, that goes back to the roster, right? Because who runs those labels? (laughs) Yes. You know, I sent my updated information to the secretary. Why doesn't the membership chair have it? Why did I not get my magazine or my newsletter? These are, these are all my stud dog listing on the website and it's not there. And what do you mean? I didn't pay for it because I paid. Right. Yeah. All these things, these all happen to every club, every club. I don't think we've talked to any club that has never seen one of these problems. Or worse, many things worse. Or worse. Many things worse. Yes. So, so these are the things that we deal with in the 21st century. It's no longer a ledger that we write in and that you put in the mail and send to the next person. <laughs> things used to update more slowly because it was all handwritten and sent around. And now it's not. Now we're emailing things. And while we as a club might want to say, well, it's just going to take a little while because. Yes, you sent the information to the secretary. She has to send it to the membership chair and she will update it and then recirculate the roster to everybody. Now everybody's got 13 copies of the roster and you don't know which one's which, but our members don't expect it to take that long. Right. And they don't understand why it would take that long. They want to send it off and have it updated Mm -hmm. and know that it's good. Yep. And I can tell you, I just... I was today years old when I managed to convince my local Albury club that PayPal to take dues was really cool. <laughs> Literally today years old. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just as guilty as that, right? Like I don't want to write a check, find an envelope, find a stamp, 
make the trip to, because I live in a rural area, so the postal delivery person is not coming to my house. I have to take it to a mailbox down the road and drop it off in the outgoing mail. This is many more steps than I am likely to fit into my day many days. I want to go online at 3 a.m. when I'm paying my other bills. I'm up working on stuff and pay all the bills and pay all my renewals at the end of the year all at one time online. Done. Done, done, done. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, crew. I hear from folks pretty much daily asking for a specific topic or for a series of podcasts on a topic. So ask and you shall receive. (laughs) I've done all the hard work. I've sorted, searched, and compiled eight different albums from the archives on our most popular topics. And when I say there's a podcast for that, I ain't just a woofin. Getting yours today is super simple. Just jump on puredogtalk.com backslash store and click the PDT albums image. And when you're in there, you're going to find a collection of veterinary voices. You're going to find a collection for breeding and whelping hands-on. You'll find Pure Dog Talk University on dog breeding. Love the breeds. Up your game. Owner handlers, the interviews, events and sports. There is so much there. And once you're in those links, you'll be able to read the details of the topic. For a special introductory price of a buck ninety-nine, you get a link to dozens, up to more than a hundred episodes on these specific topics. And while you're there, if you or a friend or family member are just getting started, even just starting a search for your first well-bred purebred dog, you can also check out Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs at puredogtalk.com backslash book to get the foundational Pure Dog Talk episodes with bonus tracks. So hop on it, y'all. These special prices will not last. We talk about this all the time. There's so much about purebred dogs that is deeply seated in the 1900s. Some of it's deeply seated in the 1800s and trying, (laughs) trying desperately to move it painfully into the 21st century is a challenge. I mean, it is straight up a challenge. This is real. It is constant. And so I guess what I want to talk about now is you guys are working at Dialogues. You're talking about this kind of problem. And so you guys came up with a solution. So Jen, do you want to take this one or Brent wants to take this one? I can start it if that's okay Okay. with you, Brent. Great. So it started off with me doing the IWCA website quite a few years ago. And once everybody saw what we could do, it became, yes, let's do more. And so we've added a number of fairly sophisticated features to the website for the membership. And we started getting approached by other clubs who wanted to know if we could do the same thing for them. And the answer was sort of, because I can't volunteer my hours for every club. I can only volunteer my hours for clubs I'm a member of. I don't have that many hours. And it's cost prohibitive to hire a developer to custom build a large scale website for you with a lot of fairly advanced features. 
And we had a number of clubs approach us in a very short period of time a little while back. And so we sat down to discuss whether or not it made sense to try to build something that wasn't unique for each club, but would be a service that many clubs could use. Okay, perfect. Enter stage right, Brent. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about what that looks like from Dialogue's perspective. Yeah, sure. So Dialogue is just a little company based out of Dallas, and there's a small number of us, but we're all here to solve interesting problems or to help other people solve their problems. And as Jen was talking about, we go about our own daily lives and those overlap. We will you know, have side hustles or side projects where we're working on solving a particular problem or writing a game or writing a little app or whatever that does a thing. And technology, I think for pretty much everybody on the team, certainly all the developers, talking the technology language and being a part of that 21st century is just part of what we do. And it's not just a job, but it's a means to participating in the current communication processes, not just Facebook and Twitter X, whatever, but across the whole system. And so, you know, as Jen mentioned, she's been working on the IWCA website for a number of years, and we've worked together for over a decade. We've been at Dialogues for nearly a decade together. And I've had the pleasure of also working on the IWC website, and we've started trying to figure out what's the commonality of club administrators? What are the real pain points that clubs are feeling that we can solve? You know, we're not trying to run the whole thing, but how do we make it easy for those folks to at least ease some of their pains in the space where we play? And well, we build website and web applications, so could we do something with that? So the discussion kind of evolved. We came up with the idea to basically to package up the IWCA website product as its own thing, but built specifically to be able to house lots of clubs managing their own individual rosters, having their own spaces. Plug and play for German Wire Unicorn Club of America or Spinoni Club of America or whatever. Pull it off the shelf. Here it is. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, which is so often... You guys are much smarter about this than I am, but so often the problem when you're trying to do technological stuff is I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I don't want to do this 16 times, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are a million ways that you can solve these problems online today without the tools that we have built. And that's part of why we're approaching it the way we are, which I'll get to in a second. But you you can go to WordPress.com and spin up a website or Wix or Weebly or any of the other free online tools and you get a website that's not bad. I mean, if you you are okay with it. What you pay for, you get what you pay for. And there's nothing wrong with those tools. But the thing that that doesn't do is that whole spreadsheet problem that Jen was talking about. And when somebody gets mad and takes their toys and leaves and holds your membership spreadsheet hostage, which I know is another example that Jen and I talked through some time ago. I mean, that's awful. And so... Our hope was to solve that particular membership management process problem in addition to the website, because both of those things are online processes now. And so by doing it in a way where everybody can access it, but it's basically the same for everyone, we can get it at an affordable price. And then the other piece that we want to try to do is we want to make it simple. Like you mentioned, we're bringing people up into the modern times. And so we don't want it to have all the bells and whistles and knobs to turn that you get into the back end and you're like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally lost in this thing. We've tried to focus on simplicity. Just make it simple and do what you need to. And then you can get on with, you know, get back to the dog show or get back to your family. or Your litter of puppies because it's... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. You're sleep deprived because, you know, they woke you up at yeah. midnight to have a tap dance party in their poopy. 
Yeah. So what we've realized is that dog clubs is where our expertise lies, and primarily Jen, not mine. And some other folks on our team have been a part of the dog world and administrators and participants in dog clubs for a long time. And so that's really where we've tried to focus because it's where we know most of it. But all kinds of enthusiasts from dogs or pets in general to vacuum cleaners to paragliding to whatever kind of thing that you're into, you've got a social system of people that care about each other. And there's also some structure to that. And then everybody pays a membership and there are commonalities across that. And so our goal with Clubistry is not just to sell a service, but to build a community of club administrators to talk to each other about, hey, how do I solve this problem? You know, my secretary just left and now we don't have the keys to, you know, any of our systems or our accountant has moved. What do we do now? How do we grow membership? How do we get our message out there? Like Jen mentioned a minute ago, what's the best way to run a Facebook group or a Facebook page? And which one is it that we need to do? And so we have those answers, or Jen, I should say, has a lot of those answers. But if we can build a community of people that are asking those same questions and know, then that's a win. And Clubistry is just a way for us to, at the end of the day, we have to make some money. And so we're hoping that some of the we folks will, <laughs> will subscribe to that tool, but the club that we're building of club administrators itself is free and easy to join. So that's our goal is to help those folks get answers with each other as part of a community of club admins. And it feels crazy to think that that's true, but there are so many clubs. You're a part of one. Almost everybody is a part of at least one club. So anyway, I guess that's a really long answer to no, what you good. asked. That's good. <laughs> I like it. So clubistry is the dialogue's answer to solving some of these problems. And yeah, so sure. clubistry in and of itself, talk us through, Jen, maybe talk us through some of the things that if a club was interested in this service, talk us through some of the things that they would be able to streamline with this. Okay. So the first piece of clubistry is a website building and management platform. We very specifically have targeted building a system that lets you have some flexibility about what sorts of content you are putting up. You know, is it a video? Is it a full page thing? Or is it a little column of text? Or we want news teasers or whatever. While giving you some design options, but it's really hard to break. You don't have complete flexibility. You can't just go in and rip it all apart and do your own design and the reason for that is because most clubs don't have somebody who knows how to do that and keep it up and running and keep it working. And we've taken care of the part where it's mobile responsive. Right. So you put up your text and your content and your images and your news items and build out some FAQs or whatever you need to do. Pick some choices for what sorts of things you have on each page. You build out your website and it works on mobile. It is accessible for ADA compliance issues. We've taken care of all of that and you can't really break it. You can muck it up a tiny bit, but you can't really break the layout. Well, and Jen, like we talked about, so many of people who are involved in our clubs, just by virtue of the way it works, are our age and older. We are a graying community, so can't break it is big. <laughs> And we will increase the number of options you have for like how you manage the designs as we go along. But what we've got now is a fairly solid base of things that you can't really break. Nice. And then we've got, we're just rolling out 
like this afternoon as we're recording this, we're rolling out the membership dues and renewals piece. Okay. So you can already have your membership online. You can have every member can have an account. So when their address updates, they can log in and update it themselves. You have members who don't have email addresses and don't go online at all. You can still have somebody who's responsible for managing that information and updating it for them, but it all updates in the website. Nice. So then you can go in and pull a report that has all of your membership data. The roster is always current based on latest updates to the database. We're just rolling out with the dues and renewals piece. So there's two parts to this right now. The system will automatically generate when renewals are due like they're due on January 1st, everybody. Now, when you log in, there's a notification that says, hey, your dues are due. And here's how much you owe. And we and don't have the online- to push to pay it. <laughs> so right now, the first part of this is we get the manual process in place first. And you'll be able to go in and mark that you've received a payment. We were trying to rush this out because a number of the clubs that we already have in the system are in the middle of their renewal phase right now. So they need to be able to go in and go, okay, Sue Smith has renewed. She sent a check for X number of dollars or she paid on PayPal. We've given the ability that you can set up a PayPal form on your website. So you can at least send them to a link on the website with the PayPal payment form. In the near future, you'll be able to connect with a payment gateway. Stripe is what we're going with. So you'll be able to connect to your club Stripe account. And then you will be able to pay online with a credit card. I can go onto the website, pay my dues, poof, it's done. It gets automatically updated in the system. Now your membership chair only has to update the people who are paying by check and mailing it in. And that number decreases every year. We've seen this on even just putting the PayPal form on your website leads to a decreasing number of checks being processed every year. Um, who have any numbers, can you speak statistically to once that PayPal is there, does your membership grow? Do you get more renewals? Do you have any kind of statistics on that? Because I would think it would be huge, but talk to me. I don't have the statistics on that part. I have statistics on online applications, okay. some anecdotal statistics. What we've had happen a lot is people who join, And then they just never remember to renew. These are the sort of fly-by-night members, our longer-term members who have been members for many years. It is a little easier for us to go, no, it's the 31st and I have forgotten to pay my dues. And I don't have to worry about getting a check in the mail with all those steps Mm -hmm. and then calling my membership chair to go, really, I swear I've got it in the mail. Please don't kick me out of the club. I've got it in the mail. I can just log in poof, poof, PayPal payment. It goes to the treasurer. There's a little bit more communication with that way within our club because treasurer has to talk to the membership chair because they're handling different pieces of this. Mm -hmm. But it's still easier to process the online payments. Um, It's easier for our officers. Mm -hmm. The treasurer would much rather you pay by PayPal or Stripe or whatever, and it just comes through than to have to collect the checks from the P.O. box and then take them and deposit them at the bank. Yes. Even if you're doing electronic deposits, you know, with a mobile device, mm-hmm. this is still a lot of pictures to take. 
to process the checks. Like where it doesn't increase the membership retention, which it does do some of, it still makes the other end of it, the processing end, the work on our volunteers and our club officers, it's less of a load for them. Online applications is already a part of Clubistry. You can log in, you can create an application for each type of membership your club has. And now people come to the website and they put in their email address, fill out the application, submit it. So there, we already discussed, this does increase the number of applications you get from six a quarter or 10 a quarter to 30 or 40 a quarter, depending on how much you're promoting it and talking about it to potential membership pools. Nice. Or pools of potential members. But again, on the other end, the processing end, now you've got applications that are online. You can make them available to whoever in your club processes applications. Mm -hmm. Every club's process is different. And we've tried very hard to honor that process. Some clubs, everybody in the membership votes. Right. Some, it's the board of directors. Some, there's a committee that approves them. So whoever is supposed to approve them can be granted access to review them. You can log in. They're not open to everybody, just the selected few. You can log in. You can read the application. Nice. Nobody has to print them out. Nobody has to make copies. Save so much time at the board meeting, right? Reading through all these things. It really does. We've done this where we've got all the documents online before the board meeting. We read everything. The reports have all been read. We can get into a board meeting and go, my report stands as submitted. I don't have to spend 20 minutes reading it out. We have all reviewed the applications ahead of time. We come to the board meeting prepared with our questions. I have a question about this applicant and this applicant. We discuss, we do our voting. Mm -hmm. And then after the voting is done, then a person who is assigned as the application manager can come just approve applications or decline them. Mm -hmm. You approve the applicant. They are immediately moved into the membership database. And they're there. And then an email goes out and tells them how to set their password. This is not a painful thing where you have to enter them into a spreadsheet. You don't have to send them mail. You can still send them mail if you have stuff to send them, but they will be notified right away that their application has been approved. You don't have to change your voting process or your approval process for memberships. We've allowed for that. That takes place outside of Clubistry. Then you come back to Clubistry, approve your applicants. Boom, they're done much less work on the volunteers. That is always what it's about because our clubs are entirely volunteer. Nobody's getting paid for this. So anything that makes our jobs as volunteers easier is holy hosanna. And I know that we will be able to provide in the show notes links, ways to contact you guys so that clubs can find out more about how a plug and play of this system could work for their club what it might cost, all that kind of stuff. Can you give us just a ballpark? Are we talking about it's, you know, a hundred bucks a year or a thousand bucks a year? Just so people in their clubs have a way to kind of talk to their clubs about, should we look at this or not? Yeah, I can feel that. So our goal is to make this available and to make it up with clubs that have the budgets to pay for it. So our aim is to make it free for clubs under 50 members. That number may move around a little bit, but if you're a small club, just use it. And come and take it, take it today, sign up for it and get going. If you're a club with up to a thousand members, that's going to cost you about $59 a month. 
and there's some annual discounts. That's the number that we're working with right now. Obviously, okay. prices move around, and that's this is thing, new. So I want to make yeah. sure everybody knows this is a project and. As always at Pure Dog Talk, I like to talk about new stuff that people are doing. So check it out. I think that that is, there's so much possibility. <laughs> I know that, for example, when my club, it used to be a member, did the Wire News and they did the magazine, right? They volunteered their time and they did all the stuff, they did every single thing. Finally, they decided, you know, maybe paying a professional to do part of this is worth it. So I think for me, that's just the best example I can give that, you know, there's ways to make life easier. And this is 100% one of them. So awesome. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Listeners, there will be information available. You can go to the Pure Dog Talk website and check it out. And I just, I really appreciate your guys' time and your enthusiasm and your ideas because we need smart idea people well thanks so much for your time it's fun to talk with you today we will see you all in the 21st century how about that yes i love it <laughs> into the 21st century here we are i like it all right thanks so much you guys thank you so much for having us as always if you have any questions or input we'd love to hear from you the show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.